Cheerio! As human beings, don't we enjoy enjoyment? This is Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists, a podcast of whimsy from Liberty Church Collingswood and libertycollingswood.org. We'll hear from friends as we explore everything from potent potables to morsel delectables, awkward laughables to moment teachables. You'll get lots of different categories, but remember that for each one, there can be only five. Plus a mulligan or two. Five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. Here we are, turtle doves, once again, and the episode on five golden things the Liberty Lists for today is the five worst closed restaurant chains. Wait, worst? Or best? I was going fast. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Game on. Well, well this is good because I I have some of both. Okay. And the the mystery voice that I'm talking to right now is my friend Ken Bond, author of and producer of the Murder Pool podcast. But here we are on on a different pod. Ken, how are you doing besides being destabilized by the change of category last second? Uh, I, I'm so disoriented, I don't even know right now. <laughs> great, I'm doing great. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> it's going to be perfect. So, the category once again is top five best, worst, or medium closed restaurant chains. Yes. It's going to be great. Ken, t- tell me, before we go into the categories itself... Explain your history with food. My history with food. Well, I started eating when I was like probably one. Is that when or when do people start eating? Did you, you like? Did you breastfeed? Be, or like, well, yeah, no, no, yeah. That well, yeah. There, is that considered there, there, food? There, there was no. Consumption. I guess that's. I guess it's su- su- substance. But yeah, okay. So I breastfed, um, and then <laughs> I went from there okay. to eating. I, I don't know. I called broccoli trees. I know that. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. When I was a kid. And uh, now I eat all kinds of things. I'm so proud of you, Ken. <laughs> you, you, you eat so many different stuff. And, and uh, sorry for the uncomfortable question about your, your early years. I was just surprised that you didn't consume anything until... Well, that, I mean, I, I didn't... I, would that be drinking now? I, yeah, you asked a, what I ate. Question. So I, I, right. I, you know, yeah. I thought you meant solid food or... Yeah, I don't know. That one's on me. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. I forgive you. So, formula is okay to everybody, but we are here today to talk about restaurants. Uh, Ken is a connoisseur of restaurants. I've been to more than a couple of restaurants and establishments with Ken over the years, but the the tragedy of economics is that sometimes these places close. Mm. Ken... Give me your number five, and we'll count down from there. Okay. Well, I, I fudged this one a little bit. <laughs> okay. Now, now so, I, I'm destabilized now. So, uh, so this is a chain restaurant that's still open, but it's so unrecognizable from when I was a child okay. that it's almost like it isn't anymore. Mm. So I'm gonna go Pizza Hut oh, for I a chain thought, restaurant number five. Okay. There's still many open, right? But they're more yeah. storefronts now. This is I'm talking classic red roof Pizza Hut, yeah, right? With a tile. Yeah. 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 So, uh, one thing about them, $5.99 lunch specials, all-you-can-eat lunch the buffet. The buffet. Yes, the buffet. I was there. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, I would go with my dad, uh, even, like, in my 20s, like, when, you know, when, when I was working, we would huh. meet for lunch, 
get whatever pizza you want, salad bar. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just, it was, it was glorious. Uh, so that and book it no longer exists. Did you, did you have book it when you were a kid? No. Is that like an app? That, no, that, that was a program. No, this is before apps. Okay. <laughs> this is before smartphones. I'm, I'm such a so, digital native, Ken. You know yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Uh, so book it was a program where if you read a certain amount every month, mm -hmm. you would get a free personal pan pizza as an elementary schooler. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, congratulations. Yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. So we'd go every month to Pizza Hut. It was like a family uh -huh. like thing, you know, and, okay. and a lot of people did. And I think my, Naomi and I were actually talking about this right, right when we were talking about episode topics. Yeah. This might've been what, why it came to mind, uh -huh. but that's something if she was president, she said, my, Naomi's my spouse, that she would reinstate is book it huh. uh, to encourage kids to read and eat personal pan pizza. <laughs> it's the best of all possible worlds. Right there. It really is. There, really there, is. there is a Pizza Hut. So, my my parents grew up and have now retired in Western PA, uh -huh. as you know. And there was a Pizza Hut not far from 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 where they live. And a few years ago, my dad got in a horrific sledding accident where he almost lost a hand. Uh -huh. um, and my brother and I drove him. He's okay now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. My 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 brother and I drove him to the uh, to the ER, and I said, "Dad, there's a Pizza Hut close by. Do you mind if my brother and I go eat lunch while you're in the ER?" <laughs> Did they have the buffet? And they had the buffet. Oh my so, gosh! There so, you go. So so in my mind, the uh, the. Pizza Hut buffet is associated with my one-armed father. That's, um, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So Pizza Hut, number five. Yes. Okay. Well, I also have one that technically is still around as a chain. And, and this will go in the fond memories, but probably not a great dining establishment. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in New Orleans. Uh, Ken, you grew up in South Jersey. Did you have racks? R-A-X? I've heard of here? racks, but I don't think that we had any. Okay. So so racks was a chain that kind of had its heyday fast food in the 1980s. And I think there, I, I, I looked them up. I did, I did my homework for this podcast, Turtle Doves. I don't just phone this in. <laughs> the, um, uh, and we, so there's a couple left Ooh, in Ohio. Oh, oh. <laughs> Is that, what, is that the sound? That's Turtle Doves make? Could, could you do that again? <laughs> God. Okay, that's, that's, no? what, that's what we drop right there. That, yeah, I, I have no idea. Okay, I, I think so. Okay. Well, tur Turtle, I'm thinking Morning Doves maybe. Yeah. Well, that's a, right. it's another, so, so another episode with Ken is going to be top five bird calls. For, I, I would, I am for, down for that. Okay. And in, a, in another life, I would have been an ornithologist. I'm a big birder. Anyway, keep going. Interesting. Yeah. So. Rex had a had a buffet bar that they called the Super Bar, which uh -huh. which was it was 1980, so it, it had this bar. like Eastern Bloc Iron Curtain utilitarian feel to it. Uh -huh. Super Bar, like brutalist, it had everything. Was it like a brutalist? <laughs> it was a brutalist bar, <laughs> salad bar, a brutalist salad bar. <laughs> you eat salads. <laughs> Lettuce is cut into squares. Right. <laughs> exactly. So. The 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 uh, three bean salad still was very square and the, the little kid, kidney beans. The uh, and and so this was growing up in New Orleans. The front half of the restaurant, and this was standard for racks buildings at the time. Uh -huh. The first half was like the plexiglass roof all the way 
down to floor nice. in every direction. Nice. But they had trouble with climate control. Uh-huh. And New Orleans is a semi-tropical climate. It would get super humid in there. And because it had the all-you-can-eat super bar, it was a hangout for high schoolers, especially after practice where you just go, yep. you know, burn a lot of calories, get a yep. lot of calories back. And so not infrequently there would be condensation on the inside top of the plexiglass. <laughs> and so you would get dripped on from the ceiling <laughs> with, with the... That sounds so, great. So, so it was super bar, super bar coming up and also yeah. super bar dripping down. And some free mushrooms probably growing in the carpet, right? <laughs> yeah. Just the fungi. Pick them right off. <laughs> Eastern block. Love it. Yes. And, and it was also apparently when I looked it up, known for its roast beef, which I have no recollection of. Okay the the racks in new orleans but but it did have the did have the super bar there you go there you go love it okay love it all right so number four touche all right so there was a chain of restaurants in new england called roadkill cafe really ever heard yeah so this is i mean i've heard that as like a joke no 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 this is the probably late 90s yeah i would say late 90s okay uh there wasn't a ton of them, maybe like five or ten. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know the exact number. It's closed now, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it fulfilled its name. This was this was a restaurant where they told the waiters, like, do whatever you want. Huh. Like it was a crazy place. So like a concept kind of restaurant. Yeah, concept kind of restaurant. Okay. All the all the menu items, and I did some, I did my research too. So yeah. here's a few menu items: chicken that didn't make it across the road. Uh, bye bye Bambi Burger. Uh, wow. Yeah. So uh, so when like we would go, the waiters would like curse at you. Uh-huh. Uh, they would. They had like uh, squirt guns at the bar. They would like squirt people with squirt guns. This is amazing. They, yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, you. I remember I got French fries, Dr Pepper, and or Coke, one of the two, uh-huh. and chicken fingers. And the waiter was making fun of how brown my meal was. Everything's brown. What are you doing with your life? You need to, you know. So like, um, I uh, reading beautiful. online there was a um a uh, uh, a legend of a spitball fight there that happened. So hmm. one some one of the waiters got mad at another one. Uh-huh. Gave everyone at the table straws and told them to start spitballing this other waiter okay uh and it ended up with them pinning somebody down to the floor and and putting whipped cream like all over them and this is just like <laughs> normal Road, operations Cafe, ladies and gentlemen. yeah so uh huh. yeah road coffee cafe i had a t-shirt it had uh-huh. a um raccoon being run over right on it and um yeah miss it i i would love to take my kids there to experience it i'm i'm not a lawyer but still i would have loved to have seen like like the liability <laughs> insurance policy yeah I, I mean there's that's probably one of the reasons why they're not open anymore <laughs> if i had to guess but yeah yeah well yeah really my, my main takeaway there ted is i'm, I'm surprised they lasted that long yeah. <laughs> it sounds pretty yeah sounds pretty I mean, crazy. yeah, Where, yeah. Do, was it a bar did they serve drinks it, it was like if you walked into uh uh like applebee's or something okay. like that except you know uh like all kinds of stuff on the walls and was it was it family friendly i mean my my family went there there was a bar area and then there's like the tables just like like an applebee's <laughs> would be uh so like there were other families there it wasn't you know it was right. it was 
you know, kind of like a like a hard rock cafe of like just being jerks to your patrons. That's I I would have loved working there. That, yeah, that it would have been, be, oh, been fun. It would have been fun. Huh? Cafe. Roadkill Cafe. That's gonna make a comeback. So Ken, yeah. that, that that's a pretty awesome number four. And bottom line there too is that New Englanders are strange. That that's true. Yeah, but in the best way. Nah. In the best way, Jim. Okay. <laughs> Okay, anything else about Roadkill Cafe? Uh, you know, it, it was a while ago, so yeah. like I don't have a lot of specific memories other other than, you know, the squirt guns and getting made fun of. Okay. So, yeah. uh, my dad had a coffee table book when I was growing up called Flattened Fauna, and what it was, <laughs> oh, no. was, it, was it, it was a book of photos of roadkill animals. <laughs> And he would he would bring it out for parties. It would be like you know, oh a coffee table book of like Dolly and Rembrandt. And then he was like, oh, and over here we have. So so maybe my dad was an early like investing partner. Yeah, uh, I uh, I know what I'm getting you for your next birthday. <laughs> It's a flattened fauna. Flattened fauna. It's All a right. coffee table book. Number four. So Ken, this is a little bit of branching into a hybrid category. In a suburb of, of New Orleans, and I, I am from a suburb of, of, of New Orleans, Metairie, Louisiana, the Popeye's chain of restaurants, which was around then, around mm-hmm. now, um, they, they launched one pilot location of something called Super Popeye's. <laughs> and, and, wow. and what it was, it's it, it's one of those you there there are Super Popeye's graveyards online that that, that you can find. And it was like a full-service restaurant based on Popeyes, but had tons of other stuff as well. So they branched out, not just like fried chicken, red beans and rice, mm-hmm. but they had this whole like Tex-Mex thing going. So you could All get, right. and also like margaritas and full bar service. And they also had Italian food. <laughs> it was a, it was a, that's, that's, a, that's a match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> And and also this is a theme that's developing. It was it was a buffet, and so you could get, you know, do you have to choose between fried chicken and Italian and fajitas? You do not. It's a free country. Wow, the original fusion restaurant. The original <laughs> Popeyes was super Popeyes. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually went to school with the daughter with the daughter of Al Copeland, the founder of of the Popeyes line. He. Uh-huh. Uh, more more days than not, he would wear alligator. <laughs> Whether... <laughs> so two two themes emerging: <laughs> dead <Fauna>. animals, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, and yeah, buffets. Have you ever right. had alligator legs before? I've had alligator. I don't know about like a drumstick mm-hmm. leg. No. Okay, I've not. Have you had your alligator before? Uh, like tartar. No, probably just in the gumbo or something. Okay. Yeah, stew. Alligator sausage. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. No. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sure you've had your fair share. <laughs> yes, and and turtle doves. There's no such thing as alligator tartare. You've been, <laughs> you've been served. Well, I mean, if you just like kill an alligator and slice it up, that's tartare. But it's not, it's not for eating. Okay. You want to cook that? You don't. You don't want it raw. No. <laughs> Salmonella. Chewy. Oh, chewy. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So Super Popeyes. It it's turned into like a Chinese buffet at this point. Like the building is still there, okay. in in Metairie, and through through the beauty of the internet, 
occasionally people go down and make their pilgrimage to the site of the of the super popeyes i didn't know i mean i knew their chicken sandwich had fans but i didn't know that there was such a loyal cult following for super popeyes yes okay yep and now i know. I, I think part of it's the exclusivity of it if it had mm-hmm. been you know a mm-hmm. few different restaurants here and there, but because there was only one... Kind of like CBGBs of, of fast food. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and maybe some of the same stuff happened there. Who, who, who knows? <laughs> uh, the 80s were a crazy time, kid. Yeah? Sorry you missed them. I mean, I, I was I was four-ish okay. when they ended. Five, somewhere, somewhere in there. Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not great with, like dates and stuff somewhere in the four or five well, range. well you you had roadkill cafe <laughs> yeah which, i did which makes up for it i did and i lived in the northeast Very cool. i would have missed out on it mm. on all of it if i was uh in new orleans it's true yeah number three ken number three is good lone star steakhouse did you have any by you ah uh, i get them mixed up so okay not texas roadhouse nope not texas roadhouse lone star Okay. Steakhouse. Lone Star, also the lead character in Spaceballs. There you go. Okay. I like the reference. Was there a connection? No relation. Okay. So, uh, you know how you walk, like, when you're a kid, you walk into, like, a generic Chinese restaurant with, like, the fish tank, and you feel like you've been transported to another place? Did you ever get that feeling when you were a kid? Absolutely. Okay. So, this was, this, the Lone Star was, like, I walked in and I felt like I was in the South. Uh-huh. You know, and for like a suburban, you know, kid in Camden County, that, yeah. that's a big deal, right? Yeah. So you're on the dude ranch. Yeah. You walk in, it's all like corrugated metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do like line dances when it's your birthday, stuff uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Uh, and at the bar, they or everywhere they have like peanuts, and you just throw the shells I've been to on the ground like that, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so just, just the coolest thing. And this is when people could still smoke inside restaurants. So and, and I wasn't a big smoke <laughs> fan, but, but you have like the bar and just this like haze over the bar. So it really felt like you were like it's a different place. You're being transported into right. a, into a different place in time. Yeah. Uh, back when people could eat peanuts as well. So yeah. The, yeah. I, I think, I think that they stopped doing that before they shut down. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was pretty amazing. Like as a kid, you just feel like, you know just felt so gritty and like I was like <laughs> in a place where you know real real visions of cowboys real adults and kids go <laughs> yeah exactly uh so uh that was yeah road road no not roadkill not roadhouse steelhouse you, you messed me up uh lone star there we go Lone Star Roadhouse Kill Star Cafe <laughs> yeah. and Steakhouse. Used to be Grand Round, which I don't think they exist anymore. I was thinking about oh, including yeah, I them. That. But uh Was that they, more burgers? They didn't make the top five. Ground round was more burgers okay. and like yeah, like uh more of like a friendly Oh, and there's Jasper saying hi. Hello Jasper. Hey Jasper. There he is again. Yep. We got this. you edit this out? Yeah, I can. I, I, I can trim. Alright. Should I talk? Is he upstairs or downstairs? He's, he's upstairs. That's uh, he was not gotcha. taken care of. Ladies! Nora! 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 
<laughs> so, uh, Lone Star Cafe. Lone Star Cafe. Yeah. With, did when you were growing up, did you have like a little holster and guns and that sort of thing, or wear cowboy hats? So or? guns, guns were uh, fake guns were a big deal in my family. I was not allowed to have guns until like oh. like toy guns. Right. Until we went uh, when I was eight or nine, maybe to hmm. visit my grandparents and my or great grandparents in Colorado, and my parents let me get a cork gun. Oh wow! And I was pretty that was <laughs> pretty excited. Deal. That was a big deal. And wow. then, like, uh, I got another one, like, you know, so, so guns were a big deal for me. The cowboy, okay. cowboy culture, right? You know, in yeah. my in my youth, was a was a big deal. That's awesome. Where... I, not that guns are exclusively part of cowboy culture or vice versa, but in my mind, they were equated. Very true. Where <laughs> where where do you rank Bon Jovi, Blaze of Glory, and his overall overview of of albums? I. I don't <laughs> listen to Bon Jovi enough okay. to be able to make that uh, determination. Okay. Another podcast. Yeah. Top. Ken's top five Bon Jovi songs. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be great. Yeah. Okay. I'd be living by a prayer on 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 that one. Living I'd, on a prayer. On a prayer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. You say you're from New Jersey. Uh yeah, I also missed the '80s, as we've uh, established. <laughs> That's true. So. <laughs> That's so sad. Okay, number number three for me. Now, this mm-hmm. I I warned you that there would be a couple of places that were not strictly speaking chains, mm-hmm. and by not strictly speaking, I mean not at all a chain. So mm-hmm. when I was living in West Texas, speaking of cowboys, mm-hmm. a while ago, there was a place that opened up right when I moved there called New Orleans Bistro. Okay, uh, which is not. I love New Orleans food. New Orleans Bistro is not a super promising name. And it opened mm-hmm. up in kind of a dumpy part of town. And I thought to myself, this is probably no good. But I went there and the food was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the reason was this was 2006. The owner, operator, and chef was a Katrina refugee. They were oh, wow. sort, of, sort of blown out of town yeah, by, yeah, yeah. by the hurricane. And I, it felt like an oasis where... and. In in Lubbock and West Texas, the food scene has actually gotten a lot better since since I moved. But uh, uh, at the time, there there wasn't a whole a ton of great restaurants. But New Orleans Bistro was one stop shopping for the po' boys and the jambalaya and the gumbo, mm. the mm. muffaladas. It was beautiful. Talk to me. I started to get a little worried though that the chef's name was Mike and the owner's name was Mike, same Mike. Okay. And the, <laughs> he su- super nice guy. Talked about New Orleans a lot. His his business model was that New Orleans Bistro was closed on Sunday, and he would fly to New Orleans on Southwest Airlines every Sunday with with three suitcases and fill up the suitcases with French bread and come back on Monday. <laughs> and, and be, because you know whether it's a cheesesteak or a po' boy, bread is very important for the no, it is. for the regionalized I, sandwich. I, I... <laughs> And so, so, so I, I remember saying, Mike, I love you, man, but I'm, I'm just a humble pastor and, and I'm talking out of my depth here, but sustainability in terms of business model, do you think you can keep up (laughs) stuffing suitcases full of French bread? What was his response when you said that? He was like, I've got this. Okay. Two other things about New Orleans Bistro. Also living in Lubbock. 
I tried starting a New Orleans radio program, and especially after Katrina, I think not just in that in Texas, but there was New Orleans awareness kind of yeah. blossoming yeah. all over the country, and there was a college radio station, and I tried getting on there with like an hour or two a week to mm-hmm. do a radio show. I, I did a couple of guest spots, but okay. I guess I wasn't good enough. Didn't make the cut. They had no idea that the podcast was coming, and... Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't want to. It's too soon. <laughs> There's bigger things. They, they knew what was percolating. They right. didn't want to mess with it. Don't 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 want to clip, clip my wigs too early. <laughs> and but Mike with New Orleans Bistro, I said, hey, you might not know this, but I've hosted literally two different episodes on college radio <laughs> of, of New Orleans music, and I I could curate a playlist for you of New Orleans songs, and he like. He didn't play music. Uh, this was back still CD era enough. I said, let me uh-huh. just burn you a lot of CDs of classic New Orleans R&B. It's going to be great. And he said, yes, I'll take it. I dropped off the CDs one day, came in about a week later for my po'boy. And Mike said, Jim, what did you do? This I People walked out of the restaurant. It was really bad. And I was like, Mike, what a... Like, you're kidding me. This is April Fool's. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Like... I wish you hadn't done that to me. <laughs> and and the uh, couple songs into the first CD, and he apparently gall- shouted to everybody in the restaurant, hey, we've got a special treat tonight. There's a buddy in town that has curated some music for us. Right. And it was all like 1950s, like Fats Domino type stuff. And I was thinking, what is going on? I, I just like downloaded it. Yeah. Different things. So so there's an old Dave Bartholomew song called My Dingaling. <laughs> And, and it's not only about a bell, and I had forgotten that it was on some of the CD compilations that I had had, and it just... It, it, <laughs> did it didn't go over well no, in West Texas. <laughs> no, it did not. What kind of establishment is this? My, my last time at New Orleans Bistro, Mike and I had a falling out. Different story, but um, okay. the, he, one time I was in there, I asked for a roast beef po' boy, uh, Mike did not come out to sit to to greet me, which was fine. And it was, it was probably I was a less mature person then, so it was probably on me that some of the relationship had become frayed. Not not because of my dangling, but because of a couple other things. And the they brought me. They said, "Yep, roast beef po' boy." And then what they brought me was roast beef on a Kaiser roll, Ooh. which is totally like not even close to the right bread for a po' boy. And I just felt deeply disrespected that they didn't even... It's okay if you run out of bread. Like, give me the option. Hey, yes, for the roast beef po' boy, can you at least... Or what's your preference? Do you want to order something else? Or we have a Kaiser roll if that would be okay. They didn't mm-hmm. ask me. And I just took a couple bites of the Kaiser roll, paid for it, uh-huh. and then walked, walked out, out. Walked out the door. Walked out the door, and they closed less than a month later. So mm, Coincidence? I think not. Yeah. So, so what, what, real story. quick question. What do you yeah. think of donkey's cheesesteak? You know, with, I mean, yeah. if that's a, if that's a big, if, if the Kaiser doesn't, right. doesn't work for you for po' boys. Yes. How do you feel about a sesame seed covered Kaiser for a cheesesteak? That, that's a, that's a great question. And I am definitely pro it's poppy seed for the, Oh, for, oh you're right. For the, you're right. I, for the Kaiser's. No, it's okay. Seeds mixed the, up. I, I knew, I knew it too. Seeds. I was seeing, Mr. I was seeing the poppy. Over here. The, so poppy seeds, Kaiser, uh, I think they're great. So, so it actually redeemed, redeemed the Kaiser role for me. Okay. So, so I'm a big fan of right. donkeys in Camden. There's a 
location yeah, yeah, where's new ones mount holly and is it marlton one of the other now some somewhere around there. okay yeah interesting um how would you feel about a po'boy on a poppy seed kaiser as long as it's called a Kaiser Poe Boy. Uh, that's okay. Okay. But, but if you're going to call it a Poe Boy, it has, okay. to, it has to be on the right bread. So, so, how do you, okay. All right. All right. There we go. Like, I like variations, but you need to call it a variation. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Or, or publicize it widely, like Donkey's Place does. Yes. Yeah. So, so Donkey's, known Donkey's is known for its, like, for their idiosyncratic interpretation yes. okay. of cheesesteak. Also right. totally okay. All right. It's, it's an elaborate Rococo system that we have going here. <laughs> <laughs> some things are okay, some things are not. And, I, I got and it. It's up to us for decide. I got, I got you. Uh, so, am, are we at number two? Number two. We just have two more each left. I'm going to go Don Pablo's. Oh. That's very close to my number two, but different. Okay, all right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. You say tomato, I say Don Pablo. Call, me, call me intrigued. Uh, the the happy hour there, dinner special, I don't, I don't know what exactly it was, but yeah. weeknight specials, show up there, $3 margaritas. Yeah. You know, like $5, you know, whatever that yeah. night was, tacos or enchiladas. Yeah. And it's it's a great environment. So they have the the water fountain inside, mm-hmm. you know, like a nice cool water fountain in kind of like a courtyard setting. Yeah. Uh, when the kids were little, they would give them like dough balls of the oh, tortillas, tortilla the dough. Yeah. To play with. Hmm. So you know, we'd get there if it was right. like a long day, and they were just feeling like they wanted to hang out. They could go throw money in the fountain, change yeah. in the fountain, play with dough balls. Yep. You know, do the do the crowns, and you know, it was just a great great hang. You know, just a great hang because, you know, when, when you have the younger kids, it's hard to find some place with a lot of room. There, yeah. It wasn't ever very crowded, which is why they closed. <laughs> probably why they closed. Right. Um, you know, they had food that everybody liked. You know, you can't go wrong with like corn chips, even if yeah. kids are semi-picky. Right. And, uh, you know, $3 margaritas. So. Boom. No, no, no real great stories that there, but, but, uh, lots of, uh, you always say no, nostalgia. You kind of go, you go with a long O, so I'll say no, nostalgia <laughs> or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I love, I love the way you say nostalgia, so don't change. <laughs> just, just, uh, sociolinguistic commentary. <laughs> <laughs> we covered all the bases here. The, where, what, where, what location or where was the Don Pablo's around here? So there's a couple. There was one in, uh, uh, Morristown, okay. the, outside the Morristown Mall, gotcha. and I think they closed in 2018, 2019, oh, really? so yeah, so huh. recently, huh. Uh, and then there was one in Deptford, hmm. right by the mall there, I think it was the last like four open in the country, okay. two of them were within driving distance of, of us, wow. so yeah. You kept them going as long as you could. We did, we did, with our $5 uh, enchiladas and our $3 margaritas. <laughs> Whole family eats for under 20 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you couldn't beat it. Right. It's uh, McDonald's prices at an uh, upscale chain restaurant. Uh, no. McDonald's. What am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say. McDonald's prices at upscale, at upscale. chain restaurant quality. Right. So, uh, yeah. It didn't, didn't yeah. come off or, like I wanted it to, but it works. <laughs> or you could just say Chipotle. <laughs> no, that's actually yeah, not true. No, no, no. 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 So you couldn't get a margarita at Chipotle. Maybe, maybe that no. super. We need a super Chipotle. So, yeah, super Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that would be glorious. I, I I thought the Chipotle connection because McDonald's. Yeah. 
used to own Chipotle, but spun it yeah. off and then yeah. made a lot of money without him. So, so Don Pablo's on the anger side of things, Ken. When Emily and I got married and moved to Philly in the early 2000s, Emily's from Texas originally mm-hmm. and would always tell me that you can't get good Tex-Mex outside of Texas. And mm-hmm. so we, from our apartment at 15th and Lombard Street in Center City, she got out the phone book and called every Mexican or Tex-Mex place in town and asked them if they made their own tortillas. And and, and Emily, uh-huh. uh, for... for I was going to say, Emily, for all of her strengths, is more direct than I am sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and so I, I would be sitting in, it was a one-room apartment. Uh-huh. Uh, she'd, she'd pick up the phone and say, hi, do you make your own tortillas? And they'd say no. And then she'd say, okay. And then just hang up. And this would happen over and over again. The one place, I love it. The, the one place in the metro Philly area that made their own tortillas was the Don Pablo's at Franklin Mills Mall. Yeah. So every once yeah. in a while, we'd go up 95 from Center City hit DPs. It's a good spot. It's, it was a good spot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, hmm. no longer. Okay. Sad. Again, what, what are the copyright, like, or the trademark rules? Isn't there, yeah. like, you can, if the trademark's inactive, you can just restore it? I mean, that Deptford huh. Don Pablo building right. is still there, I think. Well, with... Maybe Morristown, too. With with some of the research, and I don't want to overstate the amount of research I did for this podcast, but um, uh, in, in some of the cases, like with Racks, uh-huh. it had been bought by a couple of venture capitalists over uh-huh. time, so I think you can you can be a different company fronting the same yeah. the same business. So we could buy the two Don could... Pablo buildings in the area, if they're still available. Right. Deford one, I may have seen some construction there, okay. but, but maybe maybe the Morristown building. Here we come, Morristown. Your Liberty, Don Pablo's Liberty, <laughs> or Liberty, Liberty Don Pablo's, <laughs> LDPs, L- Liberty Center City, Liberty Collingswood, Liberty <laughs> Don, Don Pablo's. <laughs> it's, it's a timeshare. Yeah. So the um, uh, number number two for me, keeping the Tex-Mex theme. It was a chain. There was one in suburban New Orleans. Ponchos. Did you have a Ponchos up here? Ponchos I, Mexican Taquerias. Okay. So, okay. so this place was not as good as Don Pablo's. It was the cheapest Mexican place around that my friends and I would hit in high school and they were known for two things one when you wanted to order more food and or just wanted more tortilla chips they had little flag poles on the table and you would raise you would raise the flag for the server to I come like back it. to the table it, it seemed innovative and classy at the time where you could just I, I, I think it still flag. is <laughs> yeah and so what restaurant does that today <laughs> none of them I know it, yeah, so missed opportunity by all of the other restaurants. The we we were frequent flag wavers in in those days. <laughs> the, the, we were always riding riding at a full speed ahead to to get refills on the tortilla chips and stuff. They also had sopapillas, which are the little dough pockets fried that are fluffy, and we and they had plastic squeeze containers of honey. With which we would fill up the sopapillas like full of honey and then smash them on the table. So kind of like a jelly donut. Right. Like you squeeze. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it, it, seemed, it, it seemed like a good, <laughs> oh, idea, good idea at the time. After we had tormented the servers with raising That's... our flag constantly, we would, we would smash, the, smash the honey sopapillas everywhere. The other problem with ponchos was that it always smelled like urine. And... <laughs> 
Uh, and so the combat, there, there's a very specific, I don't spell it very often, honey plus urine smell that <laughs> brings me back to ponchos in Metairie, Louisiana. I love where it. They're very, very distinctive combination of, <laughs> of scents. I'm, wow. I'm sure it's not trademarked if you want to jump on that. <laughs> is, I, I'll, is I'll have to look into it. <laughs> I, have a, I have an amazing business opportunity for you, Jen. So many. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, and honey's not cheap. You know? Well, this was back when there were bees. Okay. All right. So, All right. So, so, so that probably wasn't what drove him out of business. <laughs> it was me and my friends that made them throw up their throw up their hands and say oh okay. god okay number Sounds one good. numero uno numero uno ESPN zone oh tell me more I like it Naomi and my first date was at an ESPN zone in the Inner Harbor in Baltimore you mean your first date was Naomi the person you were Went on the date. Uh, yeah, did, did okay. I not say I th- our first date? <laughs> okay. I thought it was Naomi, my spouse, Na- and Na- I. Naomi, when we were dating. Okay, the very first time we went out together, <laughs> someplace, <laughs> it was to ESPN Zone. Wow. Yeah. So classy. Who's who's uh, whose choice was that? I think we were going to the Inner Harbor. We went out to Starbucks, right, and saw ESPN Zone there, and we wandered in. Uh, and you're so, like, we like sports, we like food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, I don't think we got anything to eat there, hmm. but we did play air hockey. Oh. Uh, we had a few. Oh, it had like a, yeah, like, like an arcade. It was kind of like, yeah, Dave's and Buster's, Dave and no Buster's feel. Huh. So we played air hockey and uh, we got uh, a few people that were standing around the uh-huh. table cheering for Naomi. Uh, mm. And she she whipped my behind. Okay. Yeah. So were, were you? She was trying all the way, and you were trying all the way. Oh yeah, for okay. sure. I was I was going hard, and and uh, yeah, didn't didn't she work just, out for me. Oh no. Yeah, uh, but it was all right. You know, I lost, but I didn't lose. There we go. <laughs> you know, uh, lose the battle, win the war. There we go. As I like to say, playing the long game. Yep, exactly. And we're and we're married now, so so it seemed to have have worked out well for me. Uh, so. Yeah, first date, Inner Harbor, Baltimore, you know, you have that, like, that's glow, a cool area. the glow around everything that's happening. Uh, love, was love was just, in the yeah, air. it was, it was. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a, just a cool area down there, you're right, you're right. You walk yeah. over the bridge over whatever that main road is there, and, right. and the parking, and you just kind of see everything, and yeah. the, the pedestrian bridge. Hmm. Yeah, so, it's a shame, but it's no longer, no longer, I don't know what's there now, but, yeah. I think they just... They come and go like in the Inner Harbor. Yeah. Expensive real estate. And so yeah. there's just different. I Years ago I was there. I think I may have had dinner at a Hard Rock Cafe okay. and in the Inner Harbor. So Classy. Yeah, there we go. Did, did did you ever eat at another or go to an ESPN That's the, again? I, that may have been the only time I went to one. Okay. But just like, you know, I, I, I guess I guess because of that. Again, that that amazing glow around that that time in our lives right. that that stands out as as number one for me. That's awesome, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. And that we'll we'll have Naomi on another time, and she'll say like, after I beat Ken in air hockey, he never wanted to go back to that. That's his one failure in life <laughs> is losing, uh, losing in air hockey. Yeah, 
ESPN Zone. ESPN Zone. Because sports channels need to start restaurants and amusement parks. <laughs> that's the... <laughs> that's, that's a lesson there. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. No, that was actually the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been about 2005, 2004, okay. somewhere in there. Turtle Doves let us know about your stories with ESPN Zone mm-hmm. in the 2000s. In the 2000s. Or the 90s. All right, number one for, for me, the, this is another hometown pick that was not a chain. It was uh, also in Metairie, Louisiana, on Veterans Boulevard, Cafe Marzano, a hole-in-the-wall Italian restaurant that for most of high school, I was with my mom and dad and brother every Friday or Saturday mm. night. My dad, classic walk into a restaurant, say the usual, that's, that's his wow. dream in life, just like the usual guy. And there was a three-person staff, the owner and chef, was named Paul, a white guy from New Orleans. His wife was a Guatemalan immigrant named Christina. And the busboy, is there a, it's probably not a good term, but like the, is, is there an updated or less problematic term for like the, somebody who buses tables, like not the server, mm. but the runner? The runner, there we go. So, and, and then the, the runner was this older, older man and they, they were like an odd trio. Paul, I think, was an undiagnosed bipolar person, so had horrible mood swings. And there were often marital problems between him and Christina. And Christina would come to our table, and my mom, who didn't like to talk to people, would always say, don't ask Christina how she's doing, because <laughs> oh. she would start talking about how, how Paul was doing that day. The bottom line was that the food was amazing. So there, there was a veal piccata. It was an Italian restaurant. I've never had veal piccata like this again. It was made with a heavy cream sauce. Usually piccatas, I think by definition, are the like a clear but like oil, butter, lemony okay. thing going. Uh-huh. But it was a heavy cream with lemon and other stuff, like some cracked mm. black peppercorns. Mm. And Paul, especially when he was in his manic phases, would really pound the veal. You could hear him pounding the veal in the back, getting ready. Like, so it like was nice and thin it, and it tender. Was, it was nice and thin and tender. And, and also a veal ossobuco, which was just, just out of this world. And so there was this ongoing marriage dynamic between Paul and Christina. But then the runner, whose, whose name was Bill, was also a talker and kind of somebody that was hard to figure out Sometimes my older sister, who lived in New Orleans, would come with us to the restaurant. She and her new husband, Victor, and she she would always try to get Bill talking about his his love life. And and Bill was always like too much uncomfortable detail about what was going on. <laughs> and then for for a couple of times, Elise, my sister, would ask Bill about how he's doing romantically and Bill got in this habit of talking about his two girlfriends and and Elise would would ask questions that would never make sense and then one time we were at the restaurant and Elise asked Bill it's just weird that you have two girlfriends what do you, what do you think why and he's like like did does one know about the other he's like yeah it's fine and she's like what's going on what's in it for them and he said money <laughs> And so me and my brother were in high school thinking that like we had won the jackpot of awkward conversations where it was this inception moment of like weeks and weeks of Bill talking about, yeah, it just, 
it just changed everything. There it is. And and my dad said, check please. And we were we were gone for a couple of weeks as we kind of had to bring the bring the temperature <laughs> in the room down. But 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 we were back. That leaves me a little bit speechless. It, it sounds yeah like an an incredible to some extent time. <laughs> At least yeah. the food. Yeah, it the the restaurant didn't make it beyond a couple of years after we stopped going. It just got too erratic. But for a while, there was that sweet spot between when when it wasn't too erratic, but then also just enough like spice to mm-hmm. keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was pretty awesome. That's great. So yeah, those are my top five. Ken, any parting shots with restaurants or food? If we covered you, a lot of ground. Yeah, if, if you're opening a restaurant and need someone to try out your food, let right. me know, and mm-hmm. maybe you'll be in my next top five list of best open restaurants. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Let's let, do it. Let, Jim and I would love to eat at your establishment. Please invite us. Ken Bond, thank you. You are the best. And thanks also, Turtle Loves, for chiming in with some thoughts about the podcast we released last week with my dad. It was a really special podcast. I was glad to do it. And a couple of you texted and said things like, that was solid gold. Well, that's my dad. And another person texted in and said, that Five Golden Things episode was the best one I've heard yet. Truly amazing to listen to your dad's vignettes. Really fascinating and special. Thanks for sharing. We're glad to. I appreciate the feedback. We have more coming. Thank you, Ken. Ta-ta, turtle doves. Wow. That was definitely a top five episode of Five Golden Things, The Liberty Lists. And remember, kids, schadenfreude ain't just a river in Egypt. Wade in the water a little deeper anytime at libertycollingswood.org and find us at the usual socials. Make us a top five follow, and you'll always be our number one. Toodle pip! <laughs>